Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. You know, because just because I don't want to do it doesn't mean that I have to stop you from having the experience that you want. You know, and those kind of understandings as well. And, you know, we haven't got to that point, you know, 100% yet. But I just feel like every single day it's just getting easier because having an open relationship has helped us deal with a lot of things outside of open relationships. Like just everyday life. I feel like the things that we have learned on this journey help us overcome so many different obstacles. Welcome back to Open Late Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Spandiari, and today we are jumping back in with this beautiful couple and Jetty and Jorge exploring their open relationship. Yeah. How long has it been uh, that you two have been practicing non-monogamy? A little bit over a year and a half. It's very new. Yeah. Wow. This is amazing. So yeah, that's pretty strong. For, you know, 18 months to be in a place where you're already experiencing a lot more curiosity than the, you know, gut reaction of, you know, jealousy and immediate anger, immediate take my earrings out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've been kind of wanting to hit, wanting to like have him be more, like have a little more experience with women now. Cause we had to close our relationship for a few months over the summer because other priorities, personal goals, um, my daughter being home from the summer, it was like me working on my mental health. We just, we've closed it and we focused on ourselves. And now that we have reopened and are emerging again, I feel like I'm ready to like, you know, see Jorge have some like experiences, like, you know, like meet somebody and go on some dates and tell me. Yeah. I mean, okay. So separately. So this is a new desire. Yeah. Because so as much as I, I, I do enjoy our threesomes. Like I do, you know, I do love when girls are into him. It's just as much as they're into me. I love that. I think that's a plus, but there are some girls that Jorge likes that like, I don't really like. Um, you know, we're not always attracted to the same people. So to always just be like, to always expect that we have to have it in a throuple three way, like it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So yeah, I know that there's girls that like he talks to that he likes and I'm like, yeah, it'd be cool if like maybe he went on a date with them or if, you know, he had some fun with them. Like I've been thinking about that and yeah, I haven't gotten mad at myself for it. Great. (laughs) It sounds like you two are learning a lot and having a lot of fun along the way and just giving yourself whatever you need. The stories that we told you, we've only, we only got like, what, like two, two, three months into our open relation. Like we can be on this call all day. Yeah. Yeah. Learning about each other. He's, he really is my best friend. I think what helps us. And I think a lot of people ask, like, well, 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 what is it? Like, what do you guys have? And I'm like, I just think it's our foundation based on friendship. Because we started off as friends. 
And because we were so honest with each other about who we were and like what we were doing with our lives. Like I would tell Jorge, like, hey, I'm going on a date with this guy. And he would be like, oh, how was your date? And, you know, and he would tell me like, oh, yeah, I was with this chick last night or whatever. Like we were just always very open about who we were as people. So we didn't. I sometimes I, I feel sometimes that a lot of relationships are based on this facade of who you are as a person so that you show up as the ideal partner for this other person. Mm -hmm. A lot of people aren't showing up as as their true self. Hey, I really showed him my true self and he showed me his. And I think that that's probably why sometimes this is a little easier because I He's my friend and I'm his. Yeah. And you're not playing game. Like you're not playing a game where you have to be on in this version of yourself that's like trying to be accepted and loved. Um, yeah. You're just – yeah, you just get to be you. And that's why so many relationships fail when people don't love themselves enough to just show up as they are because eventually like you get burned out by mm-hmm. being this version of you to please somebody else. And that's going to wear off after right. a couple of years of marriage and the honeymoon stage is over. What's very interesting right now is that a lot of our married friends, ever since we kind of started our open relationship, we don't know if it's because yeah, of us or just that. because... I'm not saying it's because of us, but just it's just coincidentally happening that every kind of since that we started our podcast, all our friends have been getting divorced. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Are they all on the same... Like, have they been married about the same amount of time that you two have been together like is way longer okay eight plus years okay that's that is usually the first benchmark for like major relationship problems i just i just shared this on instagram the other day of you know i have a friend who's going through like a tough time um asked for recommendation just for a therapist and i shared mine and i was sharing with her like in private via text message, like how Posh and I went through a really hard time. Like last year, we were just struggling and we had been married for seven years at that point. And we went to therapy and our therapist was like, this is pretty common around this time. This is a major cycle. It's seven years. You're having a Saturn return of your marriage. And she was like, it's a major communication breakdown point of time. And she's like, people are not educated around this. And so this is usually one of the first markers where couples will get divorced, you know? And a lot of times if there are kids involved, then they stay together and then it happens around like 16 years or, you know, and it's like every seven years, it's a massive cycle. And, you know, our relationship issues had nothing to do with non-monogamy. In fact, like we were hardly practicing. We weren't really other than a little like fling occurrence here and there, which is such a blip on our radar. And my partnership with Lauren, who, you know, most of my listeners know about, you know, I was in a relationship with Lauren for almost the last four years. And some of that included Pasha and it was the three of us, but she and I really had our own partnership. And non-monogamy aside, we were just not being great. We were just being shitty and we weren't communicating with each other And I just think it's so important to share because we don't talk about that and we don't say, hey, like there's so much love between us, but we weren't practicing being loving to each other. We were avoiding each other. We were sort of in our trauma response of like, I'm going to be avoidant. He's going to be avoidant. 
Um, you know, and just to have an objective person like a therapist be able to sit with you and sort of translate this is what he actually means, you know, is like invaluable. I can't even – I always tell people like our therapist, Gia, she had us like back in love, head over heels in like three sessions and that was about <laughs> a year ago. And do you know what we do now? Therapy every week. We never miss it because when you're actually in a good place is when you can like work on the underlying childhood stuff. It's like when you go and you're in crisis mode, all they can do is get you out of crisis mode. Um, so I went on this big tangent to like say, I wish that, you know, friends, your friends, like if they're meant to be together and people who are struggling in their marriages or in their partnerships would like try therapy. Because a lot of times people exit out of these relationships around the seven-year itch thinking there's nothing left between us. You know, we've grown apart. We have way different interests. I don't even enjoy being around you, which is exactly how my husband and I felt about each other last year. And it's wild to think of, you know, people are like, wow, you would have never known. And it's true. Like on the outside, things look great. Um, but people aren't being honest and authentic the way that, you know, you two are talking about and describing in your lives. So there's my little soapbox. Glad that you said all that because it gives me hope because I'm scared too, in a way, with the seven year, eight year coming because I left my ex-husband at seven years, seven years in. Mm -hmm. By the eighth year, we were divorced. So there's this part of me that like, Sometimes Jorge will say things to me like, babe, we're going to be together forever. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah, forever is a long time. I know. <laughs> but he always says it. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll just take it one day at a time. Yeah. And when you're with somebody who you who's like there for your evolution and your mm -hmm. growth and wants to see the next version of you and the next version of you and the 20th version of you 20 years from now. Like that's when you know, okay, I'm in a solid partnership and we can change and grow together. Thanks. That's what I was going to say, but you said it better. <laughs> no, I want to hear you say it too. Uh, you know that you're with someone that wants to change, you know, and is willing to, you know, hear your side of like what it is that you want out of the relationship and um, uh, willing to kind of meet you in the middle. Because that's what both of us have been doing. It's like, okay, like, you know, I'll, I'm willing to do this, but not this. And it's like, well, I'm willing to do this, but not this. And it's um, kind of like doing that. And at the same time, well, anything that you want to do that doesn't really have to involve me, <laughs> then go ahead. You know, okay. because just because I don't want to do it doesn't mean that I have to stop you from having the experience that you want. Those kind of understandings as well. And, you know, we haven't got to that point you know a hundred percent yet but i just feel like every single day it's just getting easier because having an open relationship has helped us deal with a lot of things outside of open relationships like just everyday life i feel like the things that we have learned on this journey help us overcome so many different obstacles yeah can you give an example of like what that would look like so when when we uh have like little arguments kind of like when you're feeling things it doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's their fault mm -hmm. you know? uh it's like when she's upset with me about little things like maybe it might be dishes or maybe it might be 
uh, you know, uh, not saying something that she wanted me to say. It might not necessarily mean that I'm doing anything wrong. It could be a lot of other reasons that she's dealing with some type of emotional problem or some type of like chemical problem. Like, you know, her stress levels are up or her anxiety is going crazy right now. And she's just uh, doing things that she doesn't really mean. And I have to like, I, it took me a really long time to identify that. Mm. I feel like, our open relationship kind of helped me just understand that she doesn't always mean what doesn't always mean what she's doing. She's just reacting and she doesn't always uh, have control of her reactions. Yeah. It was just able to kind of like take that and put it in other areas of our relationship. And it helps me deal with her reactions just so much better. Now I don't, I don't react to her reactions the same way anymore. A lot of times I used to get very triggered by just very basic conversation and her, you know, just reactions to things. And now I'm just able to be like, okay, you're just, you know, you're not, you don't mean that. I just kind of have to let you vent, you know, and just get you to breathe and kind of like, you know, uh, like, like, she, like, um, validation is something that she's been teaching me, you know, in this relationship, because I never had an example of that in my childhood, you know, with my family, I never really knew what validation was. I literally had to ask her, what is validation? How do I validate you? Mm. (laughs) So, um, that is, you know, validating somebody when you're dealing with people you're having sex with, like if you can deal with talking about people that you want to have sex with, you can talk about anything. I feel like. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like it just made our communication so much easier. Yeah dealt with the hardest of communication already. Right. It's so beautiful, everything you're sharing. I have to say, like, I just love hearing the amount of, like, vulnerability that it takes to go to these places where it sounds like you really attracted each other into your lives to do a lot of that, like, inner child healing work. Like, Mm -hmm. learning to give each other things that you didn't have when you were a kid. And that's what we do. And that's, that's when you know you meet your person, when they're going to trigger all of the things. But then you are both so emotionally intelligent. It's like very evident in just our conversation, like how much personal development work you've done on yourselves and you're willing to go there. And now you're able to kind of like do it together and mm-hmm. hold that space for each other. You know, you're learning what I'm hearing from you, which is the coolest thing is that like, you're not taking anything personally. Because you're realizing like this is her and like she's got to sort of go through and react in a way that's like the best that she knows how to deal with what's coming at her right now and her stressors Um, and it's nothing personal. So like I can choose my response and if I can separate and like realize that we're not the same, we're actually two individuals and trying to communicate – that's just such a healthy way to engage and to be in relationship with each other. You articulate better than I can. <laughs> no, I'm just really like kind of playing back what you're saying in like the way that I'm hearing it. But I would, I kind of want to ask you like, um, like how, how, what are you learning from the way that he is with you and the way that he validates you? So to kind of, put everything into a more bigger, deeper perspective. I was diagnosed with bipolar when I was 28 years old. So right after my marriage, I, um, that's when I went to therapy for the first time. 
and in therapy and then seeing psychiatrists, I was diagnosed with bipolar and anxiety and depression. And so it's a struggle if you are with somebody who has a mental illness like this, because a lot of times, yes, like what he said, they are chemical imbalances. There are just little triggers or they're just sometimes like I have a lot of sensory overload and I'll just get very like irritable and I, and I shut down and I'll like lash out. And it happens so quickly that I'm not really aware that I'm doing or even saying some of the things I just need to like get out of this situation. Cause I am not like, I'm not doing well right now. And in the meantime, I'll say some, I'll just say some hurtful things that I might not say when I'm feeling like my normal self. Right. Jorge has taken a lot of that in relationship, but I tell him like, I've always been this way with my partners. I just never, I just never knew that there was a reason. I just thought I had really shitty personality sometimes. And I'm learning that with his reactions and his patience, it's almost like I'm able to kind of control myself a little better too. And I'm almost able to like take a step back and kind of like just breathe for a minute and just say like, okay, how can I go about this in a way that I don't normally go about it, which is like lash out or, you know, storm or pick a fight or yeah, just yeah. get kind of passive aggressive. Yeah. He's providing like space for you to feel safe, to just take, yeah. take more time for yourself to create more self-awareness so that mm -hmm. you can balance and you can find your ways to like self-soothe or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I had that before. I grew up with a, in a very um, chaotic, uh, emotional, unavailable household. And with narcissistic parents. And so it was very hard. Like I, I'd always tell him, like I was never seen and I was never heard. And so like the other day I was having a breakdown about my situation with my dad. And I told him, I'm like, I really just need you to like, ask me if I need a hug. And I didn't even realize that I needed a hug until like right now, because like anything you can say right now, isn't really going to help, but I don't want you to be quiet. I would be like, babe, I'm going through this. I'm sorry that your dad's a dickhead. But here, would you like a hug? <laughs> yeah. Do you need some oxytocin? Let me squeeze you. Yeah. 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 That, like, you don't know what you don't know. And like for a long time, I didn't know that I needed these things. I didn't know that I needed a patient man. I didn't know that I needed him not to get defensive and gaslight me and make me feel shitty for and a, a mental illness that like I didn't ask to have but it is a part of who I am. Mm -hmm. If you really understood it, you would understand me better too. Like I've never had a partner want to understand me so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like when we listened to your episode and you talked about all of the questions that Pasha was asking you afterwards, like the next day, mm -hmm. I was like, wow, he has some really, really good questions. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And after you kind of like, after his questions made you like change your whole perspective of things, and you were like, well, I wanted to do that for a really long time. And it's like, he really gave space to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of communication is what you need. Like people who are really like trying to like hear you out and understand you and not just be like, okay, well, if this isn't working, I don't want to do it. Let's just forget it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Thank you for that. I'll tell him that 
<laughs> that he got an acknowledgement in this uh, acknowledgement in this episode. But it, it's true. You know, when you have somebody that's truly curious, as we were saying earlier, curiosity is like, I think curiosity can cure so much in just conflict in general, right? Like seeking to understand someone rather than respond or react. And that's all it took was him just getting curious about like what my internal process was, um, changed the trajectory of our, our entire relationship. And that was like almost 10 years ago. Um, I want to jump back in and pick up with some of the specifics and sort of adventures that you two have been on in the last year. Um, because we covered, I don't know, the first three or four months, you said. Um, where did you go? How did you navigate? Did you start, you know, setting up different, you know, agreements like relationship agreements? Or were you always just in conversation as you would have new experiences? Um, so, um, so now, <laughs> after... The Florida experience where we had the sex the the, the sex machine um, fiasco. The we, sex machine fiasco. If you're listening to this episode, I highly recommend making sure that you caught the first half where um, <laughs> where and Jetty and Jorge share about the Sibian. Um, okay, <laughs> go ahead. So um, we're going into Gemini season now, which is my birthday month. <laughs> Uh, Cause I'm I'm a June baby, so we're going into my birthday month, summertime, and this is when I start feeling myself a little bit. And I didn't really realize this. <laughs> I didn't realize like that when I get into like you know my birthday season, that I'm like I really really want to explore. <laughs> I really just want to like let loose. His inner slut comes out. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like it. So um, and this is when I'm. This is uh. Going into my 30, 32, I'm about to turn 30 years old at this time. Okay. I had a party and I had just filmed a movie with like some, with some urban celebrities, Instagram comedians and stuff like that. So a lot of people wanted to be around me at this time. So I he had- He was a, in his bag. Yeah, I was, I was feeling <laughs> myself. <laughs> nice. But I had a party and there was a lot of girls that came through and we were like, we, we had a conversation at the apartment. We were like, so- how do we want to go about this party? We know that some girls are going to be there. Like, what do we want to do? Mm-hmm. And then Jetty was like, you know what? I'm just going to let loose. I'm going to have fun. You like, you know, and like, if girls want to be around you, I'm going to let you just do your thing and kind of just let you have fun. Yeah. Happy birthday, boo. Yeah. If girls want to come back to the, the apartment. You know, that's cool too. Like, whatever. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So we had the party. She started like making out with some girls <laughs> and... <laughs> At this time, nobody really knew. Yeah. That like we were kind of closeted. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, yeah. We, we we were just experimenting, so everybody kind of seeing us engage with other people like this was like, wow. So that was like the first time that we were in public, kind of like having fun like this. Yeah. And it was it was really interesting. People. It wasn't the first time that we were in public having fun like this. Oh yeah, because you made out with some guy at the other bar. Yeah, like a few months before. Yeah, and like yeah, <laughs> but like yeah. one of the first times. It's like people are sort of just now experiencing you it, two in this way. There right. was like probably three hundred people at this party. So yeah, there's to this magnitude. Yeah, no one had ever seen us in this like type of magnitude and element before up close and personal. Got it. 
So, um, at the end of the night, you know, we had a, everybody was having a great time. Um, a lot of the girls were asking us, where's, where's the after party? So we we're just telling a bunch of girls to come back to the apartment. And what were you telling the men? Uh, yeah, men were like offering me money to come. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there a cover charge for this afters? Cause I'm willing to pay it. Yo, men were like begging him, like seriously begging him. And he's like, no, no men. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. his birthday. He doesn't yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there was we had we had we had a good amount of apartment. It was like five girls. That's still a good yeah, amount. There was, there, there was more before that. The, oh, a few yeah. less, a lot, a oh, few yeah. because um, oh, it was like eight girls. Yeah. So I started I started like making out with this one girl <laughs> and like grabbing on her titties, but I was really drunk. And this is like before we had like. Any kind of like really serious rules. Yeah, we didn't have really no rules at this point about you know? group play. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I just started engaging with somebody. I saw an opportunity. I grabbed the titty. I started sucking, started kissing the girl. And then Jetty seen it. And that's she, she got really triggered. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> the evil, jealous monster. Remember her? Yeah. She, she kept okay. out my house. I want all these girls out of here. She didn't say that. <laughs> no, but I wanted to. I did in the kitchen, I think. I think I, yeah, she, I think she might have like well, well once we got like to a little private area. <laughs> yeah. But um. But yeah, I, like you know, a lot of other people kind of thought that they started leaving, and I was like, hey, if you want everybody to leave, you know, it's cool, it's it's fine, you know, like. And she's like, no, I want to do this, I want to do this, and but the thing is, I guess at the party, I didn't know this, but the girl that I was like kissing and touching her titties or whatever, she was telling her at the party. Right. That she really wanted her. Yes. Yeah, so she came up to me in the bathroom. And she was like, yo, girl, I just want to let you know, like, I think you're so hot. You're so sexy. Like, I want to go down on you. You know, like, could you please? And I was like, yeah, girl, come on. Let's go. So I invite her back to my house because she's hyping me up. I mean, who wouldn't? Like, And now I'm over here on the couch with them. And I see, like, she's making out with Jorge. And I'm like, what the? You're like, you should be making out with me. Right. That was your, so it was almost like competition between the two of you that you were feeling. So you didn't equate like her hooking up with him to mean that like that would turn into a threesome. You were feeling like almost like it was separate things. Girl, I'm drunk. Like (laughs) really drunk. Okay. You're like, there was no logic. Oh, yeah, it's like female intelligence goes out the freaking window, like when the tequila, and I must have had a bunch of other shit. Yeah, we were so, crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Was people were, yeah, people were buying the shots like crazy. So, no, I, yeah, I, I guess my, the little part of my brain that was still working <laughs> was run by like my jealousy and my fear. And yeah, I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, did I make a mistake? Like, she told me in the bathroom that she wanted me, but here she is making out with my man. Mm-hmm. So it was just instant trigger. So I'm like, all right, let me go get her. So I go to get the girl. I'm like, can you guys talk? <laughs> yeah. Or hey, he's he's straight. So this is a topic that I actually wanted to touch on um, because we we hear this a lot. Is like men, especially, will ask, does Jorge like watching like me with a man, and like how does Jorge feel about it? Like this is a big topic, and the reality is Jorge is is hetero. Like he's a He's a straight man. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really 
always feel turned on when he seen me with another man. Yeah, so that was the next experience. Yes. Right after right after my birthday, right? The next the next day or two, I'm like, all right, so we had we had a threesome, we did the sex machine, we had an orgy with a whole bunch of girls. It's your turn. <laughs> like we have to figure out how to get you some other dick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it's I'm like, cause I'm ready to get the ball rolling. Like I'm ready to, you know, cause I don't want to be like unfair on that herself. I'm ready to like, you know, let's get you some dick. You know what I'm saying, and let's try to figure our shit out. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, I didn't really need like other dick. Like you know what I mean? I like I said, I've had my share of fun, and yes, occasionally I'll come across a man, and I'm like, yo, like I wonder what his dick looks like. But it's not always easy for me to find myself like sexually attracted to men as much as it is to women. So. But yeah, I was like, you know what? I have always had a fantasy of maybe doing an Eiffel Tower um, or, you know, my man watching me get fucked by another man. That was another one of my fantasies. So I started telling him what my fantasies were men with men were. And he's like, okay, so you want me to watch you have sex with another man? And I was like, yeah, you don't have to join in. You can literally just watch. So this is where the Swingers of Pennsylvania group comes in. Okay. <laughs> There was a guy in that group who came vetted by a girlfriend of mine who was who's also in the lifestyle. And she told me, she's like, let's name him Franklin. She said, Franklin is a great, um, like, unicorn. You know, he's been in the lifestyle for 12 years. Like, he's very... Um, He's very respectful. Like, mm -hmm. he's good to you and Jorge, and that's what you want, you know, when you're looking for single men. Yeah, totally. So it so happened that the same day that we were meeting Franklin, it was his birthday, which which was literally like a week after Jorge's birthday. So he was a Gemini, too. <laughs> yeah. so, and it was like three days after. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So similar yeah. energy. His, 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 my, his, mine is on a six, his is on a ninth. Okay. Oh, wow. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I started talking to him and he's like, yeah, I'll come down get a few drinks with you guys, feel the vibe out. And yeah, he had a very similar vibe to Jorge and he was, he was you know, not as cute as Jorge, but I was like, yeah, I could work with that, you know, cause I really did like his energy and because he was very respectful, respectful. I was like, damn, like this might be my one chance. I don't know if I'm going to meet another guy that I'm going to like, and he's going to be this respectful. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, of course. 7 billion people in the world probably never meet another man. <laughs> this is how women think. It's crazy how we think, right? <laughs> Scarcity mindset. Yeah. Hey. So she was going to go by herself originally, and she really insisted that I go with her. She said that she would feel a lot more better and confident. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll go. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I was ready to test Jorge's jealousy. I think really that's what it came down to. Like, because my jealousy had been tested time and time again, <laughs> mm -hmm. as we heard. But at this point, I'm still, I still don't know that Jorge's jealous. Like at this point, I still have no fucking clue. <laughs> so I'm like, no, you're gonna come and you're gonna see me be a great date because I am a great date. Like, <laughs> so yeah. you so need to see this. I didn't really talk much. They were just like, going back and forth back and forth he talked a lot she talks a lot they're just going at it yeah I'm just, I'm just like okay cool and he was cool and he really gave us like a lot of really great insight on the swingers lifestyle the open yeah. relationship world because he knew a lot about the swingers clubs which we knew nothing about at mm. the time we were just kind of hearing about them we didn't even know that there were any in the area or anything 
So he was telling us all about that, telling us about how people are in there, telling us about all of his experience. And he had a very unorthodox marriage, you know, that was, you know, very different than what we had heard. So like he gave us a, a lot of really great insight. So I was like, you know what, this is a really cool guy, you know, to have this kind of experience with. You know, everybody got comfortable. I was like, so do you want to come back to our apartment? I'm the one who suggested it. So they were like, yeah, cool. So we go back and... um. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know what I, I don't know if I told her, but I was like, I, I knew that I didn't want to go to the apartment. We already were talking for like two hours. I was like, we don't have to go over there and talk for like super long before we like get it going. Like, let's, you know, go in there. But either way, we start, we still talked for like an hour and <laughs> change. And I don't think that either of them were going to do anything until I said something. Now, yeah. So I went to the bathroom and I was like, all right. I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you're going to go out there and you're going to tell each other, like, it's time. Like, we know why we're here. <laughs> yeah. It's go time, baby. All right. So that's exactly what I did. I went outside and I got it. So we know why we're here. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, I, I asked in Jetty first, I was like, so in Jetty, do you want to have sex with this guy? And then she was like, yeah. And I, do. I, I do. I do. <laughs> And Franklin, do you have sex with Aunt Jenny? I do. Great. It's like a marriage. By the power invested in Jorge. Yeah. That's exactly yep. how it was. So then after they said yes, and then Jenny was like, okay, now I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> she like freshened up in there. She came out. She was like in the No, hold underwear. on. You don't want to hear my monologue in the bathroom? I had a oh, little yeah, monologue too. Yeah, so she must have, go ahead, Ben. Because here's the thing. <laughs> I had never done this before. I was a good Catholic girl, you know, like this was not how I was raised. <laughs> so I just want to put that, I want to make that very clear. Like I look at myself in the bathroom and you're like, I'm thinking to myself, are you really going to do this? Are you really going to have sex with another man in front of your man? It's like the devil and the angel. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's the angel side of me. Like, who's like, are you Are you sure? Like, what does Jorge think of you afterwards? But then, like, the devil side was like, I mean, he asked. Like, hello. We're all, he knows what you're doing. He's consenting to it. So I went out there. But, yeah, I was scared. Yeah. I, yeah. I love hearing that all play out because I feel validated because that is like the those are the voices that, you know, I grew up with as well about like all the, you know, potential threesomes I walked out of that, you, you know, you mentioned earlier from that episode. Mm -hmm. And it's like now, you know, a, a decade in, I actually think about those voices as like the angel was the one spurring me on 
And the devil was the one actually trying to hold me back, even though, you know, how you said it, it's like, because of what is ingrained in us of like what right and wrong and good and bad. And it's all just not true. Right. Um, But, you know, we, society perpetuates it and makes it, you know, so that, you know, ultimately sexuality can be controlled because it's really scary when it's unleashed. So tell us about your experience or not, but was it amazing? And so, uh, I, I guess from my perspective, <laughs> I don't know how it felt, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I, you know, she asked. Every they were like she was always asking me, can I do this? Can we do this? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. I was I was like, Yeah, go ahead. So she was like, Can he eat me out? I was like, Yeah. So then he ate her out for like a long time. And this was a really interesting experience because he was doing like a lot of finger stuff. And it, and like in that moment I was like, I might be able to learn some shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yay. Wow. So, you know, I'm not you know, but it was like Again, like you said, we're multifaceted human beings and we have multiple emotions at the same time. So I'm having those thoughts at the same time as like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. So it's like, you know, a little bit, a little bit like of uncomfort, you know, but a little bit of, hey, I'm glad we're finally doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so regretting it while it was happening? Not, no, I never regretted it. You know, I always knew that everything that we were doing was a step forward in some type of direction. Even if we realized that it's something that we didn't like, it's still a step in, a step forward because yeah. we're happy that we need to be able to understand each other better. So I never really regretted anything. It was always just like some feelings of like discomfort that arose, but it was never, it was never overwhelming, you know, but I wasn't necessarily turned on. I didn't like get a hard on, like I wasn't like... I didn't feel like I wanted to be a part of it. I was just okay watching, you know? And that's where, like, um, I feel feel like I'll always be okay just, like, watching. I don't feel like I have to talk to you guys. I could just be, like, in the corner of my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'm not really bothered, you know? Not, like, over here, like, oh, like, I'm not over here, like, being tormented, you know? I'm just, I'm just, I think it's, I think I I just have so many emotions, you know, there's not just one emotion that I can tell you that I'm feeling at that time. It's just like curiosity. It's like, I'm learning. It's like, you know, I want to see like how much you're enjoying it. I want to see your facial expression. I want to see his facial expressions. I want to, I want to see everything, you know, but I don't want to talk to you. I don't really want to (laughs) engage, you know, and it's like, you might feel like I'm not enjoying it, Mm -hmm. but it's not that I'm not. It's just that just all the things that I'm experiencing, you know, this is just that's your style. I love that. It's like, it's like you're getting to watch this beautiful real life, like, you know, erotic scene play out, right? It's like your own homemade porn in front of you. And you just don't want to break that fourth wall. You want it to be like, okay, this is happening and I'm getting to experience it and view it. And I Mm -hmm. can have my own experience where I don't have to engage. It's funny. I'm a fast forward a little bit because this is something that I never actually heard. And she kind of brought it up one time, but I didn't, I didn't even like, I was like, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. But, hold on. I'm going to fast forward a little bit, we, but we were having an experience down in Florida where she had brought over this guy. Um, and we had like a hot tub in the pool and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, you guys yeah. can go ahead and do your thing. I'm going to leave. And I rode around on my electric scooter for a while. And they, she told me later on that she heard me, they heard me going by on my electric scooter. You know, but they didn't really know that 
I was kind of slowing down when I was going by the house because I was still interested in hearing what was going on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I never told her that. Could you hear? I couldn't hear anything. I was like, what are they doing? I kept on dri- riding by waiting to hear something like, am I going to hear a little moan? Yeah, you're like, I know how loud my girl is. Why can't I hear anything? <laughs> what a creep, babe. <laughs> it's funny. Also, but it's not like... I didn't, like, want it to be happening. It's mm. just, I didn't, you know, you guys can go ahead and have your own experience because you never, like, you know, we never really had it like this yet where I, like, get to meet the guy and you have your own experience and, you know, we get to talk about it after. But it's like, that is that was just something new. And, like, she, I, I want, like, she, I feel like she wants me to be a part of it a lot. It's like, she wants, she's like, she, she's not okay with me just being there. She wants me to be a part <laughs> of it. I'm sorry. I just, like, Yo, like, I'm a slut. And <laughs> it's like, yo, I love you so much. You are so hot to me. So it's like, why wouldn't I want to add you into the mix with this other hot dude? It's just like how you are. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, you and another hot girl. Bam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just my sexuality sees it. Mm-hmm. But learned to accept the fact that it's not a part of his sexuality, which is fine. He can he can watch it. He can be there. He can respect it, but he doesn't have to get involved. So I kind of did struggle with that at first because I was like, damn, like all these girls are out here and they're doing the hot wife fantasy. And like, I can't really do the hot wife fantasy <laughs> because, now, you know, he's not into it. I feel like there's still like potential to like have those experiences. It's just got to be in a certain way just because... So we, I did have a lot of difficult experiences, like you know when we engage, when we started engaging with men. Mm-hmm. So that one, which wasn't a difficult experience, it was cool. Mm-hmm. What started to make it difficult was like when she told me that she wanted me to be involved. That's when it started to get a little difficult, especially because of how like it went about. So the first time we went to a swingers club, right after we had engaged, what you call him, Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. After the experiences, and I just watched, we ended up going to a swingers club for the first time. And we didn't really know what we were going to do. We were just going to go see. We watched. Mm-hmm. You know, we watched some people, you know, having sex or giving head and all this other stuff. Playing with a paddle, spanking each other's butts and stuff. I was like, okay, this is super interesting. <laughs> um, and we didn't really know what we wanted to do. We talked to, like, this older couple. And there was, like, a couple single guys there. So, me, I'm a very social person. I just talk to everybody. Went to the bathroom. And there was this really big black guy. And he was single. <laughs> And I'm talking to him while she goes to the bathroom. And then when she comes back, you know, she starts talking to him too. And then he's, at that point, he sells himself. He's like, yo, so if y'all want to, like, you know, have, you know, me perform and be have me, you know, threesome with two guys, I'm here. Let me know. So, so you know, so we go outside. We're, we, you know, um, we go outside, we talk. And uh, she's like, we talk about, you know, who we're in or whatever like what we love and she said you know i might you know want to have experience with a big black guy i was like hey if that's what you want to do like we can do that and she's like are you sure i was like yeah so i didn't really know how it was gonna work you know this is like a man's biggest fear like this big black guy (laughs) about to like (laughs) um you know he's telling it like it is i appreciate it you know yeah this is true You know, it's like this is this is the biggest sexual fear. I don't know why. This is just like something that's just like because the media it is. has portrayed the mendingo like you know like oh the mendingo's gonna steal your girl. Yeah, it's right. like BB. Yeah. It's a fucking category on porn. It's mm-hmm. like the big black cop. <laughs> so right. all right, if this is what you want, let's do it. 
you know? And I was, I was, cause it's like, all right, boom, if I do this, this is the worst possible thing that I can do. I might as well get it out <laughs> oh the way. God. Yeah. <laughs> Let's check. Sounds like he's getting like a hysterectomy or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just procedure over with. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and it was like it was it was kind of the same thing, right? She kind of started with just like how I did in the group experience, but we still didn't make it a rule yet. Yeah. Even though we kind of knew what the issue was or whatever the case is, like there was it wasn't just that I was you know I could, I messed with her first. It was also like that jealousy, like that that competition factor, you know. So we didn't really understand that that was the thing, like. We have to play with each other first. Like, you know, we have to, like, get each other in that mood and make each other comfortable before anybody else can really join in if we're going to be on it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you only figured that out by doing it a few times. Right. right. Yeah. So when we, you know, when we pulled, she, like, grabbed my hand, didn't go by the hand, and she, you know, led him to the sofa, and I kind of followed them. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh so God. am I the third? <laughs> oh, babe. <laughs> So I followed, I like followed them to the couch. I like sat over here. She like sat on his lap. She was giving him a little lap dance. She was like, "Can I suck his dick?" I was like, "Yeah, go ahead." So she started giving him head, and then I was like, "At this point, I'm watching." And it's like I'm okay with just watching. I'm cool with this. This is fine, you know. But then she was like, "Okay, babe, you know, let's get it," you know. So I was like, uh, "Okay, I'm not hard. I don't know if I'm gonna get hard, but I'm gonna try." So we're in the club, you know. We're in the public place, you know. So like, there's people like watching. People start to pull up a chair. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I like pull down my pants, you know, and I, and I'm not hard, you know. And this like, this is the first time I ever experienced this, like in a public place. Like I'm showing my dick. It's not hard, you know. There's always like this soft dick, hard dick kind of like thing in a man's head, <laughs> you know. So so I'm like, all right, now you guys see my soft meat. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Right? Were you like, babe, can I get a little assistance? She, you know, she started, you know. I did. I and tried. Even, even, though she, even though she was trying and she put, she put her mouth on it, she was trying to suck it, I was just like too much in my head and I just couldn't yeah. get hard. And then from that point on, it was just like a downhill slope for like my emotional self. <laughs> I just started getting like super in my head. I'm like, okay, this is embarrassing. Like, I, like this guy's like, you know, super rock hard and he's ready to go and I just can't do anything. And like she keeps on telling me, like, come on, babe, like, come on, like, you know, be a part of it. Y'all, you do this. And she can tell, like, babe, you know, I can't really do anything right now. <laughs> you know? I wasn't and, really doing a good job of reading the room. Yeah. So it was just, it was just like, it was a really tough experience for me. And it kind of traumatized me a little bit. Hmm. You know? I never experienced, you know, ED before. So after that, I started, I did experience it again. Like after, and I was like, oh man, is this going to be a thing now? It kind of like fucked up my head a little. Right, it happens once and then you fear that it's going to happen again. And I mean, the bummer is that like, I'm not, a, I'm not a man, I don't have a penis. So I can't, you know, relate really. But society sort of tells men and people with penises that like, that is your worth, right? The size of it, the way it performs and this and that. So like one time you have a biological situation where it's just not happening you know, the same as like women don't get wet sometimes. Like you think right. that there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you make it mean all these things. Yeah. Right. It was tough for Jorge that night. And I'm, you know, we learned a lot that night. I, it, there was a fight on the way home because of that night. And it was mostly just us. It was a fight that happened where we were just kind of like, oh my God, like what the fuck? Like, what was that? Like, what was, you know what I mean? Right. Because after I, I watched him 
struggle I couldn't really get myself back into with the guy and then luckily there was a, a girl there who I was feeling she was feeling me me and her started playing with each other and I was hoping that like with him seeing me and her play with each other I was hoping that he would you know come back to life but he didn't so him and the mendingo do uh the girl and the mendingo actually ended up finishing the session <laughs> great good for them <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well, I that, you know, somebody had a good time. We just kind of dipped out after that. Yeah. Big learning. So what were the conversations like after that? How did you navigate coming back to a place of like understanding and moving forward? Well, that's that's when we made the rule like, all right, we can do things. It doesn't really matter. But if we're going to try to involve each other, we got to start with each other. Yeah. Right. You know, and make sure that we're comfortable first and continue to check in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that works well for you too? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we did have an experience later on where it, uh, everything started off okay, and it was with a couple. We actually did a swap after that, and um, and everything started off okay. But then I don't know. For me, things got like just a little bit off with like the girl and like the condoms and like there was just like a few things that were just like throwing me off a little bit. And then it happened again. I had like ED, and then. Everybody was trying to cheer me on, <laughs> but I don't think it was helping. I think it was making it worse. <laughs> right. You're like, let's not put more attention here. Right. Yeah. Like, exactly. Let me just, I'll handle this. You guys keep doing you. That's cool, man. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you're fine. You know? <laughs> I was like, locking myself in the bathroom. I was yeah, like, this, shit was, was this is horrible. I don't know what the hell's going on. I thought we were going to be good this time because we did start with each other. So I just didn't know what was going on. But then what, what, oh, well, this is what it was. Cause it was another black guy <laughs> and his dick was definitely bigger than mine. And I heard her making noises that I never heard before. <laughs> I don't know. So might not be anything. It was a little bit for me, you know? Yeah. But, You're internalizing all of this. Right. So, but then she kind of explains to me and she's like, yeah, you know, I definitely, you know, understand what you were saying, but it's not because it felt good. It's because it hurt. And it's like, you know, at first we don't really understand that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Men don't understand that. It's like, oh, so you're making these fucking noises that sound like you're moaning even deeper, but it hurts. Yeah, so... It's like, it's a a really confusing, like, thing for us to understand. I want to really put this out there because I think it's really important for men to understand that having a big dick isn't the end all be all. And I'm coming to realize that, uh, that I really do not favor big dicks. Like, and when I'm talking big dicks, I'm talking like more than eight inches, like even like seven, like, you know what I mean? Like my, my ideal is like six to like seven and a half, but even that's kind of pushing it. Yeah. Like a seven is like, I'm good. And it's just the way that my body is made. I have, uh, more, I, and this was told to me when I had a, my daughter. The reason I had to have a C, my C-section was because my daughter got stuck in my pelvic because I have a very tight, narrow pelvic. Like, I have a very tight, narrow pussy. Mm-hmm. So I need a lot of meat. Yeah. Meat actually equals um, some comfort for me. Yes. It's when I don't know you and when you're just kind of, like, ramming it in, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of men with big dicks like to do. Mm-hmm. It, I all that like it's kind of discomforting so what you heard as like crazy moaning was me actually like oh shit oh shit oh shit 
I don't, I don't really can't handle this, but I'm not about to be a little bitch about it. You know what I mean? Because we're told that like, oh, come on, girl, you're supposed to take it. Yeah, but. which is like a terrible narrative. And, I know. You know. Like you can stop things and say, hey, let's take a beat. Like I'd like to slow down, you know, mm-hmm. coaching session from Jessica and for everybody listening, like, you know, I would love to see us shift towards a world where, you know, our pleasure is the focus and at least an equal, right? Where you can be like, hey, that's not really doing it for me, you know? Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm same as you. In my 20s, like all day long, I was like, oh, yeah, I want it this way. And, you know, it's good if it's like rough. But, and as I've gotten older, I'm like, no, I actually like don't like that so much. It has to be with like yeah. a very specific person, um, you know, really – Pasha and that's it. And anyone else, I'm like, I want things to go at my pace. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's not, um, it's, it's not enjoyable to be in a sexual experience. That's all about penetration too. Mm -hmm. When there's like so much more to do during sex than just that. Yeah. 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 So after that, I was kind of like, you know what, babe, like, I don't really, you know, I had a couple other experiences with other different men, um, but it wasn't like none of those experiences with other men were ever amazing. Like the Florida guy was like was probably like the best. He was a lot different and took me into consideration, and we had like good chemistry. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like I haven't really enjoyed like sex with other men as much as I just enjoy it with him. And I really don't feel the need. Like I'm currently not dating right now other men. Like I don't really feel the need to like entertain single men. Uh, you know, a couple I would be down, but like, I'm good. Like he get, I'm so like sexually satisfied with him, but I like, I really just, I really just, I'm more intrigued with women right now. Yeah. I really so. That's the, that's the season you're in. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And have you you've been actively exploring your bisexuality now? Do you date women solo also? I'm trying to, but damn, it's hard out here in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, dating in general is just not easy. Yeah, so you know we're on the we're on fields, um, and I'm sure you've heard of that dating app. Mm-hmm. So we're, I've been trying to like talk to girls, and I just haven't really <laughs> haven't had much luck. Like, you know, we've had like you know. It's easier to, like, get girls to be interested in a threesome than I feel like it is easier for me to be like, hey, you want to go on a date? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm kind of struggling right now. So if there's any, like, you know, I, I mean, I'm also into, like, femmes. Like, I'm also into femmes. So it's like, if there's any, like, hot femmes out there that are into me, like, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same. <laughs> Wait, what city are you guys in now? DC. Okay, so for everybody in DC listening, <laughs> um, this is so great. You guys are so fun. I could talk to you all day. Um, <clears throat> I would love to wrap it up and just kind of check in. And th- there's one question that a lot of people will always ask. And when I get to have a real couple on practicing non-monogamy, right? This is like your life. Um, and you guys also have a podcast that you you know started that you have a couple episodes out of called Everybody Does It. Um, so you're also now stepping into like sharing and educating right about non monogamy. Um, how 
How is it that you are finding community and are you building community in DC? Like you mentioned that you have a friend who's in the lifestyle. Are you starting to collect people? And now that you're kind of like out about it, right? Because you were closeted at first. Are you starting to, yeah, I guess build community around non-monogamy or is it just like this part of your lives that functions sort of independent of everything else? Oh, no, we definitely want to build a community. I think it just gets hard because, you know, I do have a nine-year-old um, and we are very busy with our our work and our, our lives. So it gets tough sometimes, but we are definitely trying to like go out there and meet people. And, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll search like swingers clubs or lifestyle clubs. We did find like a uh, BDSM king club in the D.C. area that we we're kind of like discussing checking out. Um, it's been mostly online though. Like it really, our community has really been growing online and we're very grateful for that. I mean, that's how we found you. And now I feel like you're, you're going to be able to be a part of our community. We're a part of yours. So in the areas that we're in, we haven't had the best luck, but it's mostly because like life gets in the way, not because we don't actively want that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Also, can I just reflect back to you that you guys are, what, a year and a half in, we said, and you're talking about how, like, you haven't had the best luck, and it's, like, so hard to meet women, and I guarantee that people are listening, like, scribbling and taking notes about these. You've had so many experiences. Like, you've had a lot of really, you know, positive experiences and experiences that you've learned from that, like, you maybe wouldn't repeat, but you got so much out of in the way of, like, figuring out what you like and finding out what some of these agreements are and boundaries that like you're holding with each other. So, you know, sounds like you haven't wasted too much time. Oh no, <laughs> I definitely don't feel like it's time wasted. I think what I mean when I say it's hard to find women is that for me, I'm very selective. I'm very protective of our energy and I'm selective in the sense of, I want someone who genuinely is in the right mindset to date somebody like me or, you know, be into us. Yeah. Not barely people who might just do it because it's like a kink. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? Totally. Genuine because we recently had an experience with a girl where like after our threesome, she came out as like, oh no, like I'm not support. Like if I was, if I wasn't single, I would be monogamous and I wouldn't be supportive of your lifestyle kind of thing yeah really weird yeah and that like just and like that just like turned me off you know what I mean totally yeah and I mean you know those are people who are just still figuring it out like she's probably uncomfortable and would judge herself in that yeah. situation it has so little to do with you two actually um because everybody's in a different place you know on their journey and maybe she truly is monogamous and does have these little things that she, she wants to try and realize are not for her in her real life but i love that you're you know looking at this as like what kind of quality people can we add to our lives hey I, I, similar to you i think that non-monogamy and, and polyamory has made me so much more selective um especially you know now that we're think you know going to start a family you know this year it's like okay now we get to be super selective about who comes into our lives yeah yeah, yeah. so that's what about you know community because the community that we kind of have um created at this point we've kind of been like the pioneer 
You know, <laughs> everybody's kind of like just been looking at us, you know, looking to us for information or for perspective. And it hasn't really been the other way around. People have been sharing their experiences with us. So this is actually the first time that we've had like in-depth conversation like this being recorded um, with somebody else that has been dabbling with the lifestyle as well. And this is something that we're, we've just recently planning on doing a lot more. So I feel like this is how we're going to be able to develop um, a better community where we're going to have other people who are actually living it rather than people who are just watching us live it. Right. And who are like, want to try it, but don't know if it's like for them. And you're like the tester. You're like, we don't yeah. test her. <laughs> Beautiful. And they'll be like, how are you doing it? Like, how is it working? Like, like, how is it possible? And it's like, okay, well, for starters, do you love each other? Do you respect each other? And do you think you could be honest and vulnerable with each other? If you can't do those things, this is going to be really tough. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. For me, that's always my first question is like, or not even question when people want to open up. I'm like, cool. For the next month, tell each other about anyone that you think is attractive in public or even mm -hmm. in, in your lives that you have an attraction to. Start telling, start telling your partner about your friends that you've fantasized about sleeping with. And then yeah. get back to me in a month. <laughs> See how that yeah. sits? Yeah, we did that phase. Yeah. And we, we didn't know that that was, you know, that was a, such a big part of it, but it definitely is. And that's a good point. It was great. You know, mm -hmm. I, I am so grateful for you having us on um, this conversation today. I feel like we learned a lot in the process. Oh, um, I'm so glad. It was really great to like, you know, just let all this out. And, and I feel like we always get a lot from it too. Yeah, So for uh, sure. So definitely thank you. And I hope, hopefully a lot of people that are listening will be able to get a lot out of what is that we talked about today. And um, I know and they will. Yeah, we can start changing the world. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to, you know, acknowledge you two. And I appreciate so much your time and your beautiful energy. These two episodes have been incredible. And exactly what, you know, I know my listeners are hungry for, real yeah. life people, you know, unedited and vulnerable. Like this is the good, the bad, the wild and the truly the big learning lesson. So I appreciate you both. And for everybody listening, make sure you go check out the podcast. Everybody does it. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see what you continue to share. Thank you. Yay. Thank you so yep. much. You're welcome. All right, my loves, that's been another incredible episode. Make sure you are you know, following openly the podcast on Instagram. We have a TikTok. Are you subscribed on Apple and Spotify? Um, it always helps other people find the show. Take a moment to review it as well. Um, the numbers, they seem silly, but they are important so that more people can find this work. I love you all. See you next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.